Welcome to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll get to the start of week three in just a moment, but breaking news as we start the show today, let's go right to Adam Schefter. Some news related to the Cowboys. All right, Laura, the Cowboys Pro Bowl cornerback Trayvon Diggs injured his knee during practice today. He was spotted on crutches afterwards. He is undergoing an MRI on that knee this afternoon. They are evaluating the extent of the injury. There is concern in Dallas right now. We'll see what the MRI brings back. I think they and everybody else hopes that Trayvon Diggs works out okay here, that it's not a serious injury, but there's obviously concern it could be. Well, the MRI will tell the story there. Trayvon Diggs, knee injury in practice today. Yeah, Adam, I saw Ed Werder, our Cowboys reporter, tweeting out that Dak Prescott said, obviously you feel concerned and you just pray for a player when he's leaving the field on crutches. Ryan, how does this affect the Cowboys' secondary? I mean, this is huge. You're talking about Trayvon Diggs, one of the leading interceptors of the football in the entire league since he's been with the Dallas Cowboys, a guy you just nearly gave $100 million, who paired with Stephon Gilmore, gives this team one of the best duos in all of football. Now, you have a guy like Deron Bland who plays the slot, who could easily slide Jordan Lewis coming off of injury now becomes your starting nickelback as well. You made a trade with Miami to add depth, but we've never seen the things from Noah Igbigno Guinea that we thought we would when he was coming out of Auburn. And so for the Dallas Cowboys, your hopes is that he can return this year because Trayvon Diggs is a major part of all of your Super Bowl hopes and what he adds to this defense and being able to lock down one side, but also turn the football over and create short fields and points is second to none in this entire league and this is a huge huge loss for Dan Quinn yeah again you never want to see something like this we're hoping for the best as that MRI is being done as Adam told us we'll bring you the latest information as soon as we get it glad you're with us here on NFL live today you see Swagoo right there Ryan Clark you already heard from and Dan Orlovsky more from Adam is coming later and we've got a lot of news to get to guys let's stay with it right throughout the show as we'll tell you the latest you need to know let's start with tonight Giants running back Saquon Barkley is out tonight with an ankle injury thankfully it's just an ankle sprain instead of something much worse but now the Giants have to figure out who can fill his role against a stacked San Francisco defense. ESPN Giants reporter Jordan Renan is out on the West Coast for tonight's game. Jordan, what do we need to know? Yeah, well, aside from Saquon Barkley, who we know is out for this game, the Giants are also going to be without the entire starting left side of their offensive line. That includes all-pro tackle Andrew Thomas. So big loss there as well. The running back who we're probably going to see the most in Barkley's place is Matt Breda, the veteran who actually played for these 49ers. He's a guy that Brian Dable knows well, dating back to their time together in Buffalo. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Giants look to get their wide receivers involved in helping replace Saquon's absence, right? That means running backs, I mean, a wide receivers actually maybe taking carries from the backfield. One name to watch, according to sources, Wandale Robinson. He's expected to make his return. He tore his ACL last season. This will be his first game back. Yeah, it's interesting, Jordan, just watching the line move today. Even earlier I checked on it, it was 10 and a half. Now it's at 11. That thing keeps favoring the 49ers. RC, in that way, all signs point to the Niners tonight. What do you need to see from the Giants offense for them to hang in there in this one? Hey, listen, this is like when Booby Miles went out and he was sitting in the car crying, what am I going to do now? 
<laughs> what am I going to do now? And that's what Brian Dayball has to be doing as they're preparing for this game. You don't have the left side of your offensive line. Your bell call and Saquon Barkley is out. And we know what he means to the pass game and Daniel Jones as well. And yes, it was great. Yay, we get to come back. Danny's diming down the field. Look at Jalen Hyatt and Isaiah Hodgins. But now you're playing the San Francisco 49ers. And the San Francisco 49er team that might just to get pin their ears back and come after the quarterback. So how will you create run? Does it become quarterback run? Zone read, RPOs, getting Daniel Darren Waller involved. And oh, by the way, defensively, they kind of suck. Joshua Dobbs looked like the second coming of Randall Cunningham in the first half last week. And so this team is in a bad way and the line continues to move because the line should move. It's going to be a very difficult game for the New York Giants. Danny is diming. I didn't know we were going to like make that into a bird, but it's amazing. <laughs> they, they, they need the – who was the backup tailback? Was it Billingsley after uh, uh, after Bowie Miles went down? Billingsley came in for the long <laughs> touchdown. I, I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> so, you guys know with the Giants, for me, starting back at the second half of last week, certainly last season, prioritizing protection. But if you watch the Rams last week play against the 49ers, a couple things stand out for the Giants. Number one, where's Daniel Jones? I think that's the question you forced this defense to ask. Where is he? Meaning – the different places that you try to create launch points from, moving him, whether behind the center, some of the half rolls, full rolls, bootlegs, making sure that they're trying to find out where he's throwing the football from. The second thing, I still say this, get the ball outside right now to the perimeter. They will give you, San Francisco, some softer completions when you want them. And the last thing that the Rams did a really good job was they cut splits down. What that did was, and RC knows this, forced the secondary to play a little softer, and that created some really easy free mm -hmm. access throws to the perimeter. I think the Giants have a chance as long as they do that. The last thing I'd say about this with Daniel Jones outside of the pocket, he's got eight touchdowns from outside of the pocket since the start of 22. Only Josh Allen has more. So they got to utilize and kind of weaponize his legs when it comes to that against San Francisco's defense. Yeah, and look, coming into the game with all that you guys just talked about missing as a defense, you got to be very conscious of everything trick plays uh this is almost desperation mode trying to create yards and then that plan that los angeles had was phenomenal i just don't know if you're going to feel comfortable with the left side of your offensive line missing to kind of use some of those concepts the run game too like i know saquon barkley is out and he's the heart and soul but the one thing brian debo can't do is become one-dimensional in this game we know that this san francisco 49ers defense we know where they want to get you to, and if they get you there with a lead, because, you know, based on what RC yeah. said, this offense will have a lead at some point in this game. You need to make sure that you're staying <laughs> conscious of using everything in your toolbox. Sorry, we're trying to follow some news here on Diggs. Uh, let me just, do we have it? We're going to stay on Burrow, but we'll uh, keep you updated. There may be more news and more updates coming on Trayvon Diggs. Let's go to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They play the Rams as part of our Monday Night Football doubleheader this week. We're keeping a close eye on Joe Burrow's calf. I actually spoke with someone who was in the locker room yesterday, said Burrow walked briskly without a limp. That said, here's what head coach Zach Taylor said about him not being a full participant at practice today. That may not be my decision to make. Uh, my job is to go out and play. Uh, that's that's what I'm preparing to do. Given kind of the record, does that play a role in how much you're kind of pushing to come back? It's in my head for sure. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking about it.
Oh man. All right. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that situation. Lots of other injury news out there though. Let's get Adam Schefter back in here and let's start in Carolina Adam. Yeah, Carolina, the Panthers already have said that Bryce Young is not expected to play on Sunday, which means that Andy Dalton would be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers as they travel to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Bryce Young is going to miss this game after suffering the ankle injury on Monday night against the Saints. He is going to be out at this particular time, and so we'll get to Andy Dalton to step in. Meanwhile, the Indianapolis Colts did not have Anthony Richardson at practice today. He still is in concussion protocol, and that means he's missed two straight days of practices, and it's a situation where basically, if he can't play, Gardner Minshew would be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, and that would mean he would be up against trying to beat the Baltimore Ravens. And once again, the Chargers did not have Austin Eckler practicing today for them. He's nursing an ankle injury. The fact that he's missed two straight days of practice does not bode well. He feels like he's making progress, but not enough progress to be out there at practice today. So no Austin Eckler at practice once again. And also the team officials in Dallas now are expressing concern that they fear that Trayvon Diggs has a torn ACL he is undergoing an MRI to confirm whether or not that is true. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Uh, that was the unfortunate news we were waiting to hear details on. So as Adam just said, they fear a torn ACL for Trayvon Diggs. Mark, as I can see your body language, all I can think is this is just brutal. Listen, for the excitement that we had about this defense, this, was, this is the one thing that's associated and tagged to football, what you hope. Now is that obviously Trayvon is can make a, a recovery and, and and just make a full recovery and get back to himself at whatever point he comes back. But you also hope what Ryan mentioned earlier with, with potential debt. This was a problem for Dallas last year. And that's why they went out and secured Stephon Gilmore to lock down the other side of the field. You just hope that this doesn't rear its head from a defensive standpoint and people starting to pick on that side of the football. I hate to get to that part, just hearing this off of Trayvon Diggs, but the reality is, and, and Dan and RC knows this, in football, you gotta figure out, okay, what do we do now? Mm. And what you do now is hope that you shore this up in the offseason. You're not sure in this up, though. You're not replacing Trayvon, if that's the case. I remember well, playing we, in the league yeah, versus like guys like Darrell Rivas. And going in as an offensive person, you would go into that game and be like, you're not throwing to Darrell Rebus' size. Namdi Asimov, don't throw to his side. Richard Sherman, don't throw to his side. It made the defense totally different because it cut you as an offense basically in half. If the reports are or the fears come true, this has, like, glaring impact on who Dallas is defensively and what they can actually be when it comes to trying to play legit lockdown man coverage and it totally changes the way that offenses and their comfort level want to attack him. I hope he's okay, man. Um, first off, my, my, my heart goes out to him. Yeah. You know, kids worked extremely hard to be the player that he is and to suffer this sort of injury at all, but especially at practice, is, is very difficult to deal with. So, you know, your thoughts and prayers are with him there. You don't, you don't replace him, though. And... The game where Sauce Gardner asked Dak Prescott, why didn't you throw the post corner at me? And Dak goes, why would I try to play a player on the defense? Now, 
We all know Michael Parsons is the bus driver of this bus that seemingly was headed toward the NFC Championship, but Trayvon Diggs adds something different. You heard Dan talk about cutting the field in half. The thing that Trayvon Diggs does better than anyone is pick the football off, turn the football over, put D Dallas in scoring position. And the reason they were the highest scoring team the last two years was because they were a team that the league in turnovers. Now you take a piece of that away. Also, you give a quarterback and an offensive coordinator the opportunity to, as Marcus likes to point out all the time, use 53 and a third. This changes who they are. And I look forward to the adjustment that Dan Quinn makes from a coverage standpoint, along with Joe Witt, the defensive back coach, to kind of cover up for missing such a huge piece. Yeah, you said something there. They were headed toward the NFC championship or being the NFC champions. We're going to follow up on that throughout this show. I'm going to ask these guys how much this affects this team. All right, we're just getting started on NFL Live. Yesterday, Justin Fields blames his robotic play on coaching for then walking it back. Stick around to hear how the team responded to their quarterback. That was made, those responses were made just moments ago. Plus, Bijan Robinson off to a hot start for the 2-0 Falcons, and Dan will dive into the tape to talk about the unique ways Robinson is being used in Atlanta. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and play football how I know how to play football. That includes uh, thinking less. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be uh, coaching. There are some things when you play quarterback that are nevers. You never publicly blame your coaching, ever. Mm. Everybody ready? I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I'm a big fan of Justin's. He did blame the coaching. That's just the truth. I know he's trying to take it back now, but he did. Oh, he let that slip. That's how I felt when he said it. Just a wild Wednesday out in Chicago yesterday. Justin Fields, of course, as we saw, started the day responding to a question about playing free, saying some of his limitations could be coaching. By the time practice was over, you saw that there where he was walking all of it back, saying he doesn't blame anyone but himself. 
Also, defensive coordinator Alan Williams resigned yesterday. It was just an example of when it rains, it pours for the Bears happening on Wednesday. But Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for us. So glad to have you with us here, Courtney. And I'm curious today what the Bears are saying about Justin Fields. Laura, right off the bat this morning, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, came out and addressed everything that happened in a wild 24 hours here at Hallis Hall. Braxton Jones, the left tackle on this team, going to injured reserve. Allen Williams and his abrupt resigning as defensive coordinator of this team. And Justin Fields, as he unpacked his game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, calling his play robotic and the fact that he felt like he was overthinking in games, some of which he attributed to coaching. Now, Poles offered support for his quarterback and doubled down that he understands where Fields is coming from. No one in our entire building None of our coaches see Justin as a finger pointer at all. In my opinion, you got a young quarterback trying to figure it out. Now he gets talent around him and has to figure out and balance when to do those cool things athletically, when to lean on others. And that is a sometimes a great place to live in. And that takes time. That takes time on task for him to take that next step. Offensive coordinator Luke Getze echoed Pohl's sentiment here this morning and pointed to the fact that this team is 0-2 right now. So he understands the frustrations of his young 24-year-old quarterback going through the process of trying to figure out how to do this at a high level. And Getze said that sometimes those added expectations put pressure on people, but the Bears believe in their process with Justin Fields. It's something that they are going to continue forward with here as they get ready to face the world champions in Kansas City in Week 3. Yeah, Courtney, I mean, perfect timing for that. And by the way, thanks so much for the report. If you're wondering just how all that looks and everybody feeling good about everything, well, here's Justin Fields and Luke Getze waving at the media in a nice embrace. It looked like they were leaving some room for Jesus there in the middle of that hug. But either way, I'm glad to see that. And I guess everything's all fine and well. We'll keep an eye on Chicago either way. Let's read and react to some stories around the NFL. We're going to start right there in Chicago. Uh, RC, how can they fix things with Fields and the Bears? Well, I think whether it's coaching or Justin Fields thinking too much, Justin Fields has to get back to being natural. And sometimes coaching can help that. Justin, if you get through your progression and it's one, two, three, you have to have that internal clock where you use your legs. Yes, you want to use the DJ Moores and now think about the protections and taking that next step as a passer. But what made you great was your athletic ability that you use. Start to use it and Luke Getty can work on getting some more quarterback runs called to get him in the group. Let's go to Dallas, where Micah Parsons says his role might be expanding at some point. Big Mike actually let me get a couple of scout team reps. At, at oh! He might not let y'all know that. I, I probably shouldn't have spilled the tea. Mike's super cool, man. I be telling, like, like even like on uh, the launch days, I do pat and goes with the receiver. I said, Mike, you see me tracking this thing? He's like, yes, it gets. I see you have it. You know, I just keep trying to show them glimpses of whatever uh, opportunities I can get to let them know I'm trying to touch this ball in the NFL. I mean, Marcus, you played tight end. You think they should do some packages for Parsons there? Um, no. Okay? <laughs> Listen, I would like to make a joke about this, but today ain't a joking matter in Dallas. Michael Parsons is needed on defense more than ever, and I know he's going to do his part where he's coming from. Maybe you get in the playoffs when it's one and done, and you use him to create an advantage. But right now, we need all the number 11 on defense mm. with, the, with the events that transpired today. Yeah, of course, Marcus is referencing 
Trayvon Diggs going down with what's feared to be an ACL tear. We finish in Atlanta where rookie running back Bijan Robinson is making his impact felt okay. Robinson has been every bit of a Swiss Army knife for the Falcons, showing off his versatility running the rock and in the passing game. Look at this heat map, okay? It highlights Atlanta's creative usage of lining up Robinson all over the place to create mismatches. He's taken 56 snaps out of the backfield, but Robinson has also has 18 snaps from the slot, 10 snaps on the perimeter, and even seven snaps as an inline tight end. I mean, Dan, that shows it as far as a heat map goes. You can see how spread around he is, but they line him up everywhere. How are they finding that success? It's insane. So first starts in the slot, and then they're gonna take him in what we call an orbit motion. And this is really called a SRO, screen run option. Desmond Ritter, here's the option or the motion, kick it out to him. So he starts in the slot. The next time that traditional eye back, toss it to him. This is the best run of the week. And ear, ear. So there's the slot. There's that traditional eye back set. Then we're gonna get him in the offset when we go in the gun. He's got a rail route at the bottom of the screen. Linebacker pinned inside, give it to him right now. So slot, eye back, offset. And then they'll take him and put him all the way outside as one of those true number one receivers. One step, slant, get the ball in his hands first down. So outside of playing offensive line and quarterback, he's basically playing everywhere in Atlanta's offense, and it's only the second game of the season. His versatility reminds me a lot of Christian McCaffrey's in the way that he can do it mm. and the way that they want to use him. Yeah, I think they feel really good about that draft pick where they took him. All right, we got more coming your way on NFL Live. This just in from Adam Schefter on Trayvon Diggs. Unfortunately, to see this, MRI confirmed the Cowboys' belief for a source that Trayvon Diggs suffered a torn ACL during today's practice. Adam Schefter joins us on the other side of this break to tell us all the details, and these guys will tell you what it means for the Cowboys' hopes. We'll be back. NFL Live, you're watching, is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ever wondered if that perfect someone is out there somewhere just waiting for you to find them? But wonder no longer. The ESPN Fantasy app now features AI-generated waiver insights from powerful AI models built with Watson X. It identifies the players who have the potential to help your team the most. Raise your game with AI-generated insights built with IBM Watson X in the ESPN Fantasy app. Hey, the Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for week three, 10 a.m. Eastern, and the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for our two Monday Night Football matchups. Once again, 5 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. Back to our breaking news of the day. Let's get Adam Schefter back in here. And Adam, what do we know about Trayvon Diggs? 
Laura, Trayvon Diggs suffered a knee injury during the early portion of practice during a one-on-one -on -one drill, and the MRI has confirmed that he indeed has a torn ACL. It's a devastating blow to the Dallas defense, the Trayvon Diggs, who this summer signed a five-year, $97 million extension. He had been off to a strong start this season, knocking down passes to Jets receivers, the Giants offensive players, as well as stripping the ball loose. And Trayvon Diggs was one of the primary playmakers on this team. Suffered the injury early in practice, was on crutches afterwards. They did the MRI, and it showed exactly what doctors thought, a torn ACL, a massive midweek blow to the Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah, just brutal to think about. More on that coming in just a moment. But first, Adam, want to get the latest on Joe Burrow. Oh, sorry, we're actually going to do this instead, and then we'll go back to Adam. Uh, so as you guys hear this, I mean, first of all, let me just say, we all feel <laughs> terrible for Trayvon Diggs. I, I want to make sure that is very clear. This is horrible to do. Um, but as you go ahead and think about what's going on for these Cowboys going down the stretch here, Marcus, I'm curious, are they still contenders for you to be the NFC champions? We, we had thought on this show and on many other shows that they might make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely. They're still contenders. It got it got harder. Uh, don't get me wrong. It got absolutely harder. And I don't know if Dan and RC misconstrued what I said about replacing Trayvon Diggs. You just hope that it doesn't become a liability yeah. like it became last year where people just needle you opposite of Stephon Gilmore. Remember, too, this is this is a great job by this front office. OK, because you still have a number one corner in the building. Last year, they didn't couldn't have afforded this at all without Trayvon Diggs. Stephon Gilmore still has a lot in the tank, still can play at a very high level. So the person opposite of him, obviously, is going to get a lot of attention, thinking, like RC said, either Bland or Jordan Lewis, who is uh, back healthy. So hopefully those guys' familiarity, the time that they've played, that you don't become so deficient away from your number one cornerback, which is now yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, absolutely. Stephon Gilmore steps into the spot, and he was already the left corner, which is going to get a lot of footballs anyway, especially being on the opposite side of Trayvon Diggs. This doesn't make this team a team that can't contend for a Super Bowl. What this does change for me is I thought this team could be historically great. I thought this team could be Baltimore Ravens 2000, 2002 um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought this team could be 2008 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 2000, uh, 2013 LOB. I thought this was that sort of good defense, that sort of talent, Hall of Famers in different spots and different levels all over this defense. I believe it does change that because there are going to be plays that Trayvon Diggs would have made that now puts you on the attack that other people can't, can't make. Yes, they'll have somebody out there that can cover. They'll have somebody out there that can tackle, that can play with the pressure they create. But someone who is a game changer like he is makes all the difference in what your team can historically be or be historically. I think that piece has changed, but this is still one of the top one or two teams in the entire NFC. Yeah, when you think about um, just the opponent perspective, Dan, and especially from the quarterback standpoint, you said earlier, you know, some of these guys that you played against or the people play against in the past, you just wouldn't even throw to that side of the no field. Doubt. How do you think these other teams now knowing that Diggs isn't going to be out there are going to approach this? So I have it written down here. Like, think Philadelphia, A.J. Brown. That was the Stephon Diggs matchup. Washington, Terry McLaurin, the Stephon Diggs matchup. Right. Brandon Ayuk, Chris Olave, Cooper Cup. 
you know, there, there's these teams, Amon Ross St. Brown. So that, like, in many ways, you went into that game, if you were Dallas going, they got, those are their number ones, and we got the guy that can at least go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. In many people's eyes, shut them down, lock them mm. up, and that frees up your whole defense. Now, if you're Philadelphia, you're sitting there going, well, we have the advantage. If you're New Orleans, we're saying, well, we have the advantage. And I know the front is still a massive piece to this, but whenever you had those elite fronts matched with an elite cover guy, it was impossible to play against. Mm. Like, it was impossible. Your, your number two and number three receiver had to go off in such a fashion that like, your, your, your chances of winning were, were so uh, lessened because of it. And that's why I think just knowing who they're going to have to play against and some of the talent on the right. outside, it changes everything. Yeah, you're going far ahead, uh, playoff territory. But I do want to tell people coming up in the near future, they have the Cardinals this week, the Patriots, the 49ers after that, the Chargers, Rams. So certainly some big-time matchups to keep an eye on. Let's get back to Adam for some more top stories. We go back to this Joe Burrow story on his health. What do we know about that ahead of their Monday night football matchup against the Rams? Florida, the Bengals said that Joe Burrow did not practice today due to that lingering calf injury that he aggravated on Sunday during the loss to the Baltimore Ravens. They're taking this day by day to determine whether or not he'll be able to play Monday night against the Rams. They'd like to see him out there and get some sort of practice time, but they don't want to rush that calf injury and they want to take it easy on him this week. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions had Amon Ross St. Brown back at practice today despite his toe injury, but did not have running back David Montgomery, who suffered a quad injury last week against Seattle, said it would be a couple of weeks. Dan Campbell said it would be day to day, but Montgomery didn't practice for a second straight day, which tells you that he's on track to miss Sunday's game for the Lions against the Falcons. And the Giants will be without Saquon Barkley and their left tackle, Andrew Thomas, tonight. Both players already have been ruled out. Those are two important players. The Giants are hoping that Saquon Barkley can come back soon from that ankle injury that he suffered Sunday against the Cardinals. We'll see about Thomas and his hamstring injury as well, but two major losses for the New York Giants. And also should add this just in, the San Francisco 49ers are expected to be without Brandon Ayuk tonight. He's listed as questionable due to a shoulder injury. I'm told he's not expected to play for the 49ers. He'll then have, again, 10, 11 days to get ready for the 49ers next game, but Ayuk not expected to be out there tonight. Yeah, and nice to have that longer break. Thanks to Adam. All right, time now for DraftKings same game parlay. For that, we're going to go to Ryan Clark. RC, let's start with Daniel Jones. Over under 213 and a half pass yards tonight. I think it's going to be over because I believe that they'll be behind and he'll have to drop back more than Brian Dayball would like him to. And because of that, he'll rack up some of those yards that may not amount to a win, but allows him to get the over when you're talking about what you want to do with your bets. Okay, Christian McCaffrey over under 79 and a half yards on the ground in this one. Over. I don't know if they're just expecting him to be out of the game before he can get to 79 yards, but this is a guy that's broken long runs in both of the first two games, and he's such an integral part of what the San Francisco 49ers do in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I expect him to have a big day, especially watching this Giants offense, I mean defense, through the first two weeks. Okay, Fred Warner is always all over the field. Over under seven and a half tackles for the 49ers linebacker. 
I think it's going to be over. Fred Warner is a guy that runs sideline to sideline, someone who is very instinctive in the way that he diagnoses plays, whether it's the run or the pass. And when you're someone that's that, that athletic, pursues the ball that relentlessly, you're going to be a dude that can rack up tackles, whether they're assists or solos. So I take Fred Warner with the over. All right, again, Adam Schefter just reporting that Brandon Ayuk out for the 49ers and of course we know Saquon Barkley out for the Giants as we get you ready for tonight in the beginning of week three. We got a lot more coming your way here on NFL Live. Tua and the Dolphins after two weeks have one of the hottest offenses in the league. Dan will tell you why. That's next. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and this season New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use code NFLY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. How about this? You can see one of two Monday night football matchups. We've got a couple of them, but first the Eagles and Buccaneers at a special start time, 7 Eastern on ABC and ESPN Plus. And then Matthew Stafford and the Rams take on the Bengals. Dan and I on the call for that one with Chris Fowler and Lewis Riddick at 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN Deportes. Each week, NFL Live helps the NFL shine a spotlight on the high school coach of the week. And this week, we honor Coach Mark Hodge of Spartanburg High School in South Carolina. And Coach Hodge has been a head coach for 15 years, winning two state championships along the way. Another fun fact, three of his former players were on the field in Super Bowl 54 between the Niners and Chiefs. You love to see it. All right, time to see what's on trend around the NFL. I'm going to hit you with a stat. Our analysts will tell you if the trend continues this week. Let's start with the Browns. It's been a struggle for Deshaun Watson thus far as he's overthrown or underthrown his receiver on 27% of his attempts through two games. That's the worst off-target percentage by any quarterback in the NFL. Marcus, how concerning is this moving forward for the Browns? It's very concerning with, with, with the misses that Deshaun has, but I still, I'm going to still hold out to see if he can progress week in and week out. And maybe he doesn't become 2020 Deshaun, but maybe he's good enough to play at a very high level. This offensive line has had issues as well. And like I've said, this team still is built to run the football. But Deshaun knows that based on that contract, he's going to have to become the focal point and he's got to play better. Unfortunate to see Nick Chubb out for the season as well. We shift gears to Denver where the Broncos defense has come under fire and the unit has struggled to generate pressure up front. After finishing in the top 10 in pressure rate last season, the Broncos had the fourth lowest pressure rate in the NFL through two games so far. RC, will this Broncos pass rush continue to hold the team back? 
You know, I believe it is. When you look at what they are this year as compared to last year, you lose your defensive coordinator. Vance Joseph comes back and comes over from Arizona, and they haven't had the same sort of pressure with the four-man fronts. Now, when you think of what they could do on the back end, starting with Pat Sertain the second and going over to Justin Simmons, you expected this team to be better. But Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders were able to mount a comeback because there was no pressure and there wasn't great coverage on the back end. And that's a bad trend to have headed into Miami. After concussions impacted Tua Tungavailoa's 2022 campaign, Mike McDaniel and company have made it a priority to get the ball out quicker without sacrificing any of the big plays. Tua has the fastest time to throw in the NFL this season, and that has led him to being contacted and pressured at the lowest rate by any quarterback through two weeks. So pressure and contact way down for Tua. Dan, how's Miami doing it? Yeah, full speed inside out motions that they consistently run in their offense, and it's a beautiful job by Mike McDaniels. I want everyone to pay attention to two things, okay? You're going to see this inside out motion that starts here and at full speed goes to the sideline. Everybody at home, pay attention to the edge defender, okay? You guys get to play quarterback. If that end def edge defender widens with the motion, Tua throws the ball inside. If that edge defender stays inside, Tua throws the ball outside. Now watch. There goes this motion. Now pay attention to the edge defender. You guys are going to play quarterback in the NFL. What does he do with that motion? He widens with that motion. That ball should go inside to Tyreek Hill. Pay attention to it. Tua, ball out of his hands right now. Very same formation in this football game. You guys are going to see that full speed motion. Here it comes again, the full speed motion. Pay attention to that edge defender. You guys make the decision at home. As the motion goes, what does Matthew Judon do? He hangs inside. Ball absolutely should go outside right now by Tua Tonga Vailoa. Out of his hands, there's an easy 10-yard completion. Very next play in this football game. Here comes full speed motion. Pay attention to the edge defender. What is he doing? Where should the football go? When the ball gets snapped, where does he go? He widens. That ball should 100 out of 100 times go to Tyree Kill in the slot. Ball comes out right now by Tua Tungavaloa. Three plays, three completions, 28 yards. The full speed inside-out motion that Mike McDaniel is deploying to horizontally stretch the defense and make very simplified reads has absolutely transformed the way they get the ball to Tua's hands in Miami. Love to see it, Dan. Excellent tape. All right, guys, back to our top story after these messages. MRI confirming the Cowboys' belief that Trayvon Diggs suffered a torn ACL during today's practice. That from Adam Schefter, and he'll return on the other side of this break with more on that, plus some updates on tonight's game. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. football we get back to the NFL as Eric Bieniemy's in his first season as the commander's offensive coordinator and he's been able to generate some big plays with the usage of the screen game this season 15% of Washington's total yards have come on screen plays that's the highest mark by any team in the NFL this should come as no surprise right as it was a big staple of the Chiefs offense when Bieniemy was their OC Kansas City led the NFL in yards and touchdowns off screens from 2018 to 2022 more of the same, but it's still fun to see and fun to see him have this success. Why has that screen game been so successful in the enemy's offense? The unconventional situations that he calls them. Like if I if I said Marcus RC, what traditionally in football do people yell on third down? Watch the screen, right? Like it's <laughs> it's like one of those obvious. Watch the screen. You know, third and long for sure. Right. <laughs> 
Eric Bieniemy runs yeah. in unconventional Green situations. Draw. Like the first one, it's second and five. This mm. is a very rare situation for teams to run screens with. Emotion's the back, okay, we've got our zone look. And this is a really good job. They're using motion to make sure that everybody on their offenses are paying attention to it. Three by one formation, the, the offensive line knows there's really only one guy counting for the back right now, that backside backer. So the guard throws them. Sam Howell does a good job of holding him just to straighten up for a little bit. So it's second and five, we dump a screen off. And we got one guy versus one guy, and it's a 20-yard game for Brian Robinson. That's fantastic. The second thing is this, motion again. No one runs with them. We got zone. Now this is a, a time for us to take shots, but we need protection. The backside tight end, chips, and then the back comes across, chips. Seven-man protection. Sam Howell is going to hold his eyes to the left to get the safety on that side to drop down, and then that gives him the opportunity to go, I'm good enough, and my wide receiver is good enough to take advantage of it, but I have the time to do it. So unconventional situation with screens and then the code. chipping. And then the last thing is, Sam Howell plays with a tremendous base. Watch this. Every drop he gets to the top, I want you to see how his feet are underneath him. It's almost like watching a really good baseball player get in the batter's box. There's no wasted space there, and the ball comes out efficiently because of it. And because of the kind of the way that Sam plays in that aspect, it's almost like watching a guy get into the batter's box on a 3-2 count and no fastballs coming. It's a very aggressive and confident swing. Him and Biennemi right now are as impressive a duo, certainly the new ones that we have in the NFL right now. Dan, real quick uh, to your point with, with uh, Sam Howell, him and Brock Purdy looks a lot alike hmm. with their, their poise and confidence maneuver in the pocket, like uh, when you yeah, watch him play. I'd agree with but that. But the, 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 the thing about Eric Bieniemy and, and what he's been doing as good as anything is he's just taking what the defense is giving him. I'm going to get a little in the weeds technical with, with our fans right quick. So when we say a light box, that's either six people or fewer in the box. Yep. And the way you clarify the picture for the quarterback, y'all hear, hear me talk about run the football all the time. Well, when he gets those situations, Eric Bieniemy is taking what the defense giving him and handing the football off because he knows, maybe not like the rest of the league, and I'm sure you know, Dio, because you watch every play, that my quarterback can put it where it needs to be. Yeah. And I think he's coaching to make sure that every time Sam Howell drops back, the pitcher is clear and defined. And that is what you mean when you start talking about staying balanced, giving your guy an opportunity based off of runs and screens as you just showed. He's doing a phenomenal job of keeping the whole gambit available and literally taking what the defense is giving him by what they're showing him from the other side of the ball. You know, I'm going to say this. I feel like we don't talk about this offense because we didn't really know what Sam Howell was going to be. But, bro, they got stars. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, yeah. Curtis Samuel, yeah. Logan Thomas, Brian Robinson. Bro, they got dudes. And the thing I loved in watching Eric Bieniemy in the Washington Commanders offense last week was they were down big, and they kept running the football. Brian Robinson had two touchdowns in the second half. He had 18 carries, averaged over four and a half yards per carry because, as Marcus said, when the Denver Broncos gave them a box to run, 
run into, he did it. Yeah. And we also got to see something that is the biggest secret about Sam Howell. He has a cannon. No Sam Howell can throw a football <laughs> through a pinhole. He was a guy that, along with Spencer Rattler to a few years ago, was supposed to be the dude coming oh, yeah. into the draft. So do not underestimate the talent they have on his offense or how good Eric Bieniemy is at utilizing the right thing at the right time. RC, real quick, as a DB, when you play against a quarterback that you know like has a cannon but is really aggressive driving the football downfield, like what is that mindset-wise for you then? Because I think that's a big play in this as well. Well, the mindset is this. The mindset is we're going to play everything top down because we know at some point he'll give us a chance. It's more so the mindset when you had playing a guy like a Jay Cutler, but I believe Sam Howell, at least right now, is making better decisions. We're going to see what they're really made of these next couple weeks. Buffalo, and then they face the Eagles on the road. So, big test. All right, breaking news uh, that we've been following all day long. Let's bring Adam Schefter back in here for the latest on Trayvon Diggs. Laura, the Cowboys standout cornerback Trayvon Diggs suffered a torn ACL during the early portion of today's practice during a one-on-one -on -one drill. Went down, was on crutches after the Cowboys sent him for an MRI, and the MRI showed exactly what they feared, which is that he suffered the torn ACL on a Thursday practice. Very unusual and very devastating to have a player who is as well-respected, as well-liked, and as talented as Trayvon Diggs go down during the early portion of practice with a potential season-ending injury. Certainly, he's going to be out indefinitely. The Cowboys will be without their top corner. Mm, I hate to see it. Let's get to tonight. Some big names injured heading into this game. What do we know, starting with Brandon Ayuk? He is not expected to play. He's listed as questionable due to a shoulder injury that he sustained early in the game against the Rams. He was in and out of that game after he suffered this injury on that play. And the 49ers tonight are going to wind up holding him out tonight. They're not going to put him out there. And we'll see again if he can make it back the next week. The Giants will be without Saquon Barkley, their running back. He already has been ruled out due to the sprained ankle that he suffered against the Arizona Cardinals during the Giants' win on Sunday. Initially, he sensed the belief was it would be three weeks for Barkley to recover from that ankle. This will be week one. We'll see whether or not he can make it back for week two, a week from Monday night against the Seahawks. And the Giants have a number of injury questions. We know they're going to be without their starting left tackle, Andrew Thomas. There's a real chance and a possibility that their wide receiver, Wandell Robinson, will be back. But there you see some of the issues that this team has on a short week traveling to San Francisco as if playing the 49ers on a short week weren't enough already. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the odds are stacked against, stacked against them, but weird things happen sometimes, and that's the case. Thanks to Adam for all the latest today. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Daniel Jones arriving there at Levi's Stadium. Looking Ooh, sharp, ready look at that go. suit. He got colorful with it. Oh, yeah, it looks like my suit, actually, today. Um, I think we're twinsies. All right, let's pick this game. And, uh, that you know orange, five, though. <laughs> five. Oh, boy. Oh, look at us. Dan, are you holding a baby? Look at that. Whose baby is that? All right. Um, I have no neck. That's that's not my cutest look. Let, Russell let's Westbrook. Go I'm going to pop the picks up right here, acting like I have the power to do that. But we are all picking the 49ers. And I don't know if the curse is alive and well, but I, I don't think there's going to be much of a contest here. So I think the 49ers win it by a lot. Hey. Guys, no I tell you what. Right. 
if this, if we're wrong this time, the curse is real. No it's bigger than the Madden curse, bigger than the UFC <laughs> video game curse. If the if the Giants win, the curse is so real. This is it. I'm not going to work tomorrow. Okay. I'm done. I'm not working. All right. So um, either way, McCaffrey's ready to go. He's got the shades yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. CMC. <laughs> ready to cook. All that right, man look we'll like Bourne. He look like about to do a movie, Enjoy a Bourne movie. Three.